see first boys and girls uh, because I'm in the Mazda my wife's car and you never hear the bell in the Mazda but today I went into the Toyota took it out put it in the Mazda because that's what I'm driving with the heated seats and uh, here we are at Buffers Park on January 30th 2022 it is my son's shouldn't be giving this information away but hey who's listening 32nd birthday today I remember that day so well, 32 years ago, when uh, I was there for the birth. And I had the rock with me. I've got the rock with me today. Huh. Anyway, uh, he's um, happily visiting friends on Vancouver Island. And uh, so, good way to uh, spend a birthday. I'm not going to uh, talk a lot about that. What is there to say? I mean, yeah, I could make this about him, but um, I'm not going to. I'm going to talk about the uh, trucker convoy in uh, Ottawa right now. The protest about Trudeau, the uh, lockdown for uh, COVID, and what's going on? I mentioned it in the last podcast as people are heading across the country. It is uh, Sunday today and they are in Ottawa now. Uh, Many, many people, thousands upon thousands. Uh, Unfortunately for them, Ottawa is pretty well shut down. They have a mask. So yesterday, a lot of them without masks went into uh, the uh, downtown. What is it it called? It's not the Eaton Center. The uh, the one I know so well, downtown Ottawa. Anyway, near the Byward Market. And um, they were said, hey, hey, you can't be in here without masks. And they said, hey, hey, we have a right not to wear a mask. And uh, today it's shut down. Closed down early yesterday, and today it's shut down. So no restaurants available to them, No uh, for them, no public washrooms. So let's start on this one, okay? you got a lot of people. In their trucks, in their vehicles, they've come from all over, some from all the way across Canada. They're staging a demonstration. They've got their parked outside Parliament Hill. They're all around the city. And there are no public washrooms open to them, or very few. Uh, other times there have been protests. Apparently, according to one of the truckers, uh, they have made washrooms, portable washrooms or something available. This time they're not. So, top news story... People have peed near the uh, site for the uh, unknown soldier desecrating this site. People have urinated, probably charges pending. There are criminal investigations. So I'm I'm highlighting those words, criminal investigation for public urination. Public urination in Canada is normally not such a big deal. But um, lines have been drawn And that's what I want to talk about because uh, some people may think, oh, I'm just trying to be contrary. It's just my nature. I just want to take whatever stand seems to be in favor. I want to take the other side. That may be partially true. But in this case, I'm really alarmed 
at how much backlash this so far very peaceful public demonstration against government policies has been getting on the news. Like, there's two top stories. Number one, they draped a flag upside down over Terry Fox. Now, maybe that flag had a swastika or there's a swastika in the background. That's not cool. Swastikas are not cool. I'm not in favor of this. But treating Terry Fox like, oh, my God, how dare you touch Terry Fox in the wrong way. I'm saying, come on, come on, come on now. I mean, I go to the Terry Fox actor when I had my students in Canada. I would go there and tell them about Terry Fox, and I would cry. I, tears would come to my eyes as I talked about Terry and stood by his statue and wanting these girls to see what a brave, wonderful man he is. I have just nothing but total respect for Terry Fox and very happy that that statue has got a place right opposite the Parliament buildings. All in favor. Do not get me wrong on that. But the fuss that's been made... That, you know, down with Trudeau and flags probably upside down. Things have been put on Terry Fox. How dare you touch Terry Fox? And I'm saying, fuck off. Come on. Geez, we've knocked down statues of uh, Ryerson, dragged them off, thrown them in the river or Lake Ontario. We've knocked down Queen Victoria. We've knocked down... uh, What's his name? Uh, our first McDonald's, Sir Johnny McDonald. You know, all these things. Yeah, down with them, pigs, for what they did. And now somebody dares to touch Sherry Fox. Oh, my God. Top news story on every fucking channel as if that's all what it's about. And even the truckers, they've interviewed a couple of them and said, look, a few people have misbehaved, done something wrong. This does not reflect on every fucking trucker that's come out for this demonstration. So I'm just really, really a little bit ticked at the amount of people, this holier-than-thou attitude that people have against all truckers, everybody on this demonstration. Not everybody hung flags on Terry Fox. One girl so far... It's the only video we've seen. One woman danced on the tomb of the unknown soldier. Oh, my God! Another sacred cow. Yes, it is. And I am totally against that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's a chance this woman was from out of town and didn't even know what she was standing on. She stood there, she did a little dance, and everybody in the fucking country is up in arms. They danced on the tomb of the unknown soldier! Jesus, okay, it was wrong. You fine her, you know, make, there must be some law. That's okay. But this whole fucking country shouldn't be just against everything to do with this demonstration, a, le- a legal, as far as I know, demonstration, a protest against the government, against Trudeau. You know, we don't want people killing Trudeau. We don't want people throwing us. Oh, yeah, one more story. Somebody threw a frozen beer can. I guess they didn't have any other kinds of beer can. It was really cold. So, of course, it was fucking frozen. But it's as if, like, whoa, that's that's an AK-47. Threw a frozen beer can at a reporter. You know, the guy is on TVO, TV Ontario. Okay, not cool. Don't do it. And if that person, if they knew who it was, if they were police seeing this, I'm okay. Arrest that guy. That's, That's not cool. I'm not in favor of it. But again... 
It's like the media is digging for anything we can find to disgrace this entire protest. And that's not what bothers me so much. It's, I think, all my friends are in the same camp. You know, on Facebook, on tweets, all over. Oh, my God. Peeing, public urination near the tomb of the unknown soldier where somebody was killed, somebody was shot in an attack. You know, hey, this is, this is, this is bad. So, again, it's, you got to be so careful. You know, somebody might just hear only part of what I'm saying and think that I'm in favor of urinating or dancing on the tomb of the unknown soldier. I am not. I'm against that. But I'm saying, is this the only thing? We should be so fucking happy that there aren't a bunch of crazy truckers. You go across the border and have that same demonstration. You goddamn know everybody is armed. Everybody's got guns. Everybody's got fucking automatic weapons. And it could so easily get out of hand with a couple of shots fired into the air in celebration and jubilation because somebody was drunk. And next thing you know, guns are drawn. We should be so fucking happy that all these goddamn truckers, sorry, all these, some very nice fellows, (laughs) there are, you know, right? There's good and bad on both sides. I'm saying that. I am saying that. There are good and bad on both sides. Because there's not even two fucking sides. That's the problem. What do you mean sides? When, When was there a side here? Somebody protested. Yeah, there was funding from other sources. Yes, there's Nazis in the group. Yes, there's crazy people. Yes, they're anti-vaxxers. Yes, there's all these other people who are ignorant and ill-informed and perhaps just stupid on top of it all. But this righteous indignation by, I would suspect, mainly white middle-class Canadians is really irritating. It's really irritating. And I think a little bit out of place. We should be grateful that this has been a protest, that so far nobody's been killed, there hasn't been smashing of windows in, in the, the downtown center, looting, all the things that we so often see on television, American media. This just isn't happening. This is a peaceful demonstration. And the few people they've had the courage to put cameras up to and microphones sitting in trucks have spoken quite reasonably well and saying, why are you focused? Is that all you've got to focus? That is not what this whole thing is about. There's a lot of other people here. So I, I guess I'm going to leave it at that. There was, I, I had made notes because I was so... so they, let's just do desecration. Terry Fox statue was desecrated. I'm thinking desecrate. Jeez, did they paint it with blood? Did they break off the other leg? You know, what, what, did, what did they do? Well, desecration is the act of depriving something of its sacred character. Well, I didn't know it was sacred. Highly respected. Or the disrespectful, contemptuous, or destructive treatment of that which is held to be sacred or holy by a group or individual. I don't think it's sacred. I don't think it's holy. Anyway, no, no, TV. CBC, they're using the word desecration. Criminal investigations to follow. Uh, the war memorial, yes, dancing in tombs, and known soldiers wrong. It was one woman, public peeing. Why were there no public washrooms available when they knew all these people were coming? 
Could they have just, you know, maybe the truckers should have brought them in. They should have had a flatbed full of toilets, you know. We wouldn't want to be driving that across the country, but still. Um, matching Confederate flags. Yeah, no, we don't We don't need those. That, that's just a sign of, well, I won't even say stupid. You know, people who are not good people. You, you know, if you're a good person, you are not carrying a Nazi flag. You're not carrying a Confederate flag because you know what they represent. So, yeah, I'm not cheering them on. But that doesn't represent the entire group. I guess that's what I'm getting at. And there now there seems to be this polarization again. It's it's the good citizens of Canada who love Terry Fox and respect Memorial Day services and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and all those other bad people. And I don't think it's quite like that. All right. I guess that's only 12 minutes. I do have another topic entirely. Ah. Do I want to get into it? Maybe a little fluff instead. Are you, are you tired? I mean, I tried. I made a point of not yelling this time. But uh, maybe maybe that's all I've got. Yeah, I'm going to stop now. And I'm going to, if I decide I want to talk more, I'll talk more in the next clip. Pulled out of Pittsburgh or rolling down that eastern seaboard. I got my diesel wound up and she's a running like I never before. There's a speed zone ahead with all right. I don't see a cop in sight. Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight. I got me ten forward gears on a George overdrive. Taking little white pills in my eyes, open wide. I just passed a Jimmy and a wine. I've been a passing everything in sight. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. But it seems like a month since I kissed my baby goodbye. I could have a lot of women, but I'm not a like of some of the guys. I could find one to hold me tight. But I could never make believe it's all right Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight ICC is the chicken on down the line Well, I'm a little overweight and my logbook's way behind But nothing bothers me tonight I can dodge all the scales all right Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Well, my rig's a little old, but that don't mean she's slow There's a flame from her stack and that smoke's a blowing black as coal My hometown's a-coming in sight If you think I'm happy, you're right Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight That was a good one. I always listen for the aftertones. Uh, Boys and girls, this is going to be a short clip, I hope. 
I'm parked uh, at the B&A Bakery to pick up our uh, uh, bread. And um, I'm kind of a little bit... <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know, embarrassed. or I, I, I have to make a confession for poor behavior. Um... I log on. My wife's birthday is coming up. She's going to be 60, and it's putting me through a lot of stress. Like, okay, what am I going to do? I mean, I've got to acknowledge this, and I'm just not good at, you know, parties. We don't have the same friends in common. I can't just throw a party. Uh, I seem to get it wrong every single time. You know, whatever it is I choose to do. I know, get flowers. She's tired of sweets and everything, doesn't want any more of that stuff. So... Anyway, she has a little trouble with her vision recently and, uh, well, or always has. And I heard her mention in passing she'd like a bigger iPhone. And so I thought, these are the hints that I'm learning to pick up on. Okay, I know I heard that sometime, but it's never direct, you know, but it's it's out there. And so I go online I figured, okay, great, I'll just look and see what they've got. We can trade up maybe her iPhone 8 she has now for one of the larger ones. It doesn't have to be the newest. It doesn't have to be a 13. It could be an 11, you know, these the big size. Um, so I log in iPhone or on the Rogers site, and it just keeps logging me off repeatedly. Log in, oh, you took too long, log off. And I'm not taking too long. It's just that I'm in a loop. So I have to wait for a chat. Well, wait for a chat you're waiting for a chat. And I know it was another computer. Hi, this is, how can I help you today? And you know I'm just not, not yet connected to a real person. It's somebody else stalling for time. Can I ask you a few questions? You know, how? And it's, you've already got the info. And I'm, I, I'm angry at this point. It takes me a half hour before I connect and sort of get some answers. So I'm a little bit burned. But more than that, just when I logged on and I looked at my bill, it was almost $500. This is one month, folks. And I thought, okay, this this is not right. Uh, This is not making sense. And I look and I dig into it. And of course, well, it was $110 because I didn't return my damaged... um, Ignite, uh, you know, the uh, fornorizer there, the um, little box, you know, I forget what they're called now. Um, anyway, nobody ever told me to. I had trouble. I spent a few days and it just kept cutting out and they re- sent a replacement. Great. But I never don't remember anything about instructions for sending it back. So I just put it away in a room in a box, in, bo- uh, in my room in a box and sure enough, today, here's a bill, item not returned. So I'm kind of annoyed at this thing. Well, I can do two things. I can go up to the Rogers store and insist they take it back. Sorry, I am making this a long story. I apologize. I don't know any other way to talk. And at the same time, I can look at the larger size iPhones and maybe think about, okay, what do I have to do to make the exchange? So I'll do both. But I go in with the mindset that, I kind of know in the back of my mind they're not going to take it back. They're going to say, no, you have to return that by post or whatever. But I'm thinking, oh, yeah, but no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to pull the old man routine. You know, hey, I'm half crippled and uh, I can't do that. So I go there and the guy says, oh, I'm sorry, we 
can't take that back. You have to mail that back in, print off a, a label. And I try. I try the bluff. I try. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm an old man. I'm tired. You know, it's hard for me to walk. No, sir, you have to take this too. You can just take it to a post office and they'll uh, they'll return it and then we'll credit your account. No, I'm not, le- I'm not leaving here. I'm leaving the, I want here, and I push it, shove it across the counter. I'm just sorry. I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm seeing this because I am embarrassed. I was an asshole. They didn't seem to care in the least. They were just, you know, they're not. No, no, we're not taking it. Well, and I, I don't want to give you a hard time anymore. Get me the manager. Of course, the manager comes over. No, sir, you got to mail that in the post office. We, we can't take them. We can't credit your account. We can't take it. That's ridiculous. You know. Anyway, they won. They won. On my way out, I apologized to the guy. I said, look, I'm sorry. I don't have anything against you personally. I'm just, you know, I'm paying all this money for Rogers. I'm, you know, man, 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 It's okay. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, he didn't care at all. They, they're just, you know, it don't take anything. It just, they won, you know. So he says, look, there's a shopper's drug mart here. We'll print the label. So at least I came. I, I don't, I can't print the label. They printed the label. They sealed the box. Okay. All I have to do is go down in the mall. I'm at Scarborough Town Center, drop at the shopper's drug mart. Of course, I go there and they're closed. So I went to another one. And for the first time ever, there was no lineup. I drop it in. She gives me the receipt. It's done. I just made a fuss. And now I've wasted your time and mine repeating this damn story. <sighs> But sometimes you got to, you, you got to get rid of it. I, I am embarrassed. It was stupid. You know, I, I could have gone in and politely asked, you know, but I decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to say, I ate Rogers and, you know, you're going to do it my way. Well, they didn't. And uh, it was stupid of me. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know what you think. Listen, um... I found a clip by Adam Greatrix from April 2006 when I was I had not quite reached 60 episodes and I was threatening, promising maybe, to quit, you know, or at least take the summer off uh, to quit podcasting. And, and I, I was always talking about the early Dixon Jane's podcast were to help me reach a state of nirvana. So Adam, much to his credit sent in a, uh, an audio clip way back then. We're talking Adam Greatrix, Professor Bestestes, from way back in 2006. So I'm going to tack that on at the end of this podcast. So if this podcast runs a little, an extra 10 minutes or so, that's Adam, because uh, I'm probably not going to want to give up my time on air. So uh, there you go. All right, I'm going to go buy the bread and just, you know, ugh, I'm feeling sheepish. Scarborough Dude signing out from the B&A Bakery right here on Ellesmere Road, right near uh, just a little bit west of uh, Bellamy Road North, if you're interested. Bye for now. Okay. Well, here I am. Here we are at... uh, the community center in Scarborough, uh, right near me. It's sort of between our house, this park, and uh, Cedarbury High School. I've podcast from here before. I'm parked in the handicap zone in front of a big snowbank, and there's more snow coming. It is 
Wednesday, February the 2nd. Seems I'm normally drinking beer on this day. I've got a few posts, you know, in the Facebook memories. Keep coming back. I'm at the only cafe uh, with John Meadows or pictures like that. Uh, I was there, of course, but uh, not drinking beer, drinking coffee. Anyway, i got to get this out of the way. It's just afternoon. I'm just back from the local Rogers store, and I was on my way to... A Rogers store, Gerard and Victoria Park. I've dealt with them before, and I liked them for some reason. And I was going to drive there. It's it's an 18-minute drive along Kingston Road and up to Gerard. And I, I thought, you know, Ken, really, in this day and age, um, phone first. See if they have what you want. Well, they did. I'm basically, it's my wife's birthday next week. I've decided the thing that she would appreciate is to get her an iPhone 11, an upgrade from the iPhone 8, which I'll trade in, and um, you know, I'd best get a hundred bucks for. But what the hell? Otherwise, I've got a collection of iPhones at home. I don't need another one, and it just goes to credit on my Rogers bill anyway. Um, it's not something she could easily do herself. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but I take out the word easily. Yes, she could do it herself, but it's easier if I do it and so on. But, you know, if I go into the store, I have to sign a paper contract and start over like a new plan for this phone. And there's a $50 fee. So instead of driving in, I phoned and I got a very nice woman, Miley, on the phone. And it was... A much better start than the bloody place at uh, Scarborough Town Center. Anyway, I figured I'd be polite all the way, but no, I don't want to pay that $50. I'll just want to come in, and I know you can waive it. And she was very nice and very patient. said, well, you can waive it online. So what you can do is do this whole thing online, and then you don't have to pay the $50 fee. And then you can just pick it up from this store. So... That did make a certain degree of sense, and and it means no arguing, no foolish standoff like the last one I just told you about that was kind of embarrassing, you know. Bobby, oh, you can do there's a way around. I said you don't, have, you know, there is a way around it, and she said, well, yeah, there is if you go online. So that makes more sense. It's it just. When you're buying something, yeah, you know, Johnson, shop around, go to another company altogether and start a new, cheaper phone line thing. But in the end, you have to weigh the level of frustration and energy and mental exhaustion versus just take the easy way and and worry about it later. You know, later on, I'll go back to Arjun and say, okay, now I'm paying too much money. I need to find a cheaper bill. I'm really, I've got to get rid of the bloody cable. That's what's costing me the most. Ugh. But, you know, I'm not the type. I mean, other people love this kind of thing, thrive on it, uh, and will get a better deal. And, you know, and, and I can on some issues. But sometimes it's just not worth it. So... That's what I'll do. Anyway, that's and and all of this is in just get this done before her birthday. Ah, uh, and that's that's the plan. That's what's got to be done. Okay, so let's park that, 
and get on back to the topic we started with, the truckers, they're showing no signs of leaving Ottawa. They want it their way. Basically, the issue, they say, we don't want to have to prove that we've been got, we've been vaxxed crossing the border. We don't want you telling us what to do. And we're not leaving until you change the rules. And the federal government can't. I mean, this is blackmail. You give in to this, and wham, any other beef who's got, or group who's got a beef, come in, shut down the city. The people in Ottawa uh, are fed up. And I'm, I've am i changed my position. At first, I thought this is just going to be a, a honking of horns. They'll go away. They've made their point. But that's not what it is. And there's further and further reports I dissed the media for not giving good coverage. Well, they keep going back to, you know, harassment of individuals and just the, the overall loss. The Rideau Center is going to be locked down for about a week. That's a loss of a lot of money. It's costing the city a million dollars a day for policing. The bigger issue is the police aren't doing anything. I think there's been one charge for somebody who had a firearm at a meeting. And you can be sure there's a few more weapons out there. But in one case, like, they've taken the wheels off a truck. It can't be towed easily, you know. And I guess nobody wants a showdown. But it's almost as if the police are kind of sympathetic with some. Like, there's pictures of them posing with the truckers. And this is not looking good. But it, it, it means the government has to step up. The federal government, the RCMP, which controls some of the streets around Parliament Hill, I believe. And then the Ottawa Police Force. And I'm thinking, geez, I, I would have the military standing by. But what if any of those groups sort of back down and don't want to do it because they're in a little bit of sympathy with the truckers, don't want to be told what to do by the federal government? And they also maybe have a fuck Trudeau attitude? So it's, it is getting a lot more serious, and this podcast will probably be finished before this is resolved. But I just want to state, I've changed my position. I am less tolerant now of them. I think they've got a GoFundMe with a lot of money. I'm thinking money from that GoFundMe should be directed towards the cost uh, to the city for this showdown. Like, hey, and it, it, to me, it still is, you know, I'm going to say it, and, I, and I don't, I'm sorry if it's offensive, but this is American-style politics. This is a show of force, a, a, a drawing a line, you can't make us do this. And I know there's, other, there's funding from other groups who really want to see this kind of thing. And, it, and that's the, to me, that's a little worrisome, that this is like a new level of power, and it's a nasty, aggressive power. Like that city, basically, the truckers are saying, hey, we're parked just where the police told us to park. And it's got to be resolved. So I don't know. And maybe this is a silly podcast to release because uh, by the time you hear it, maybe there will it will have been resolved or it may have gotten a lot worse. I don't know. All I know is we got a snowstorm coming, and I copied a poster today that somebody had put up online showing they're planning a convoy for um, Toronto for February 5th. It is February 2nd today. A showdown in Queen's Park. Um, our provincial 
Parliament. And that has got to be stopped. So maybe that will be the image I'll post for this episode since it is all about the truckers. Um, I wanted to... (laughs) I've got Queen Elizabeth, Prince Charles with a checkmark, Andrew with an X, Prince William with a checkmark, Prince Harry with an X, Prince George, the son of Prince William, the grandson of Prince Charles, the great-grandson of Queen Elizabeth, um, in, in the line for the throne... Who's going to get it? I'm a fan of Prince Charles, and a lot of people aren't. And I would rise to his defense. I just, I really don't want to (sighs) spend a lot of podcast time or this podcast time defending Prince Charles. Somebody would say he's stupid. He's not stupid. He just, he might have quirky views, but he is certainly much more in favor of the environment and doing things about it than most politicians that I'm aware of. Um, he did have a, 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 you know, was called out for complaining about modern architecture. Well, other people have too. So he's opinionated. And supposedly, if you're in the line for the throne, you're not supposed to state your opinions publicly. You're supposed to keep them to yourselves. You know, that's a little unrealistic. And Charles has stated opinions that some people think he's just crazy and a loon. He is not stupid. And he is not ill-informed, and he's not uneducated, as some people have posted. So there's my defense for Prince Charles. However, when it comes to the Queen eventually passing on, she is, I think, you know, maybe 95, or she's in her 90s anyway. Uh, This is her 70th. Yeah, she'd be about that. This is her 70th um, anniversary coming up, being on the throne. Wow! And she has done a marvelous job. And anybody, you can be against the royalty and so on, but to say these are, you know, you cannot call these people lazy. She has been dedicated to her duty the her entire life, uh, far and above giving of her time than any politician anywhere and setting a fine example. They, they, like, I hold her in, in holy status the way I hold Leonard Cohen and uh, maybe Joni Mitchell, higher than that, but in that category of of uh, people d- deserving of praise, whether or not you're a monarchist. You, you cannot say this woman is uh, irresponsible or anything else. All right. Okay. You know, I don't know who I'm talking to because I don't know who would bother listening. Uh, my point was maybe that, gosh... Charles is my age, 73. That's kind of old to become king. He's been Prince of Wales his entire time. Maybe a noble thing for him to do for the, fu- for the sake of the monarchy, for the future of the monarchy, would be to abdicate and give it to his son, Prince William, who is much more popular with younger people. Um, and just give it up. No, he doesn't get his picture on the coins or anything else. Uh, he just steps aside and lets Prince William become the king when the queen passes on. I don't know the odds of that happening, and there'd be, you know, things would have to be done. But uh, I think for the future of the monarchy, that would be uh, uh, that would be a, a better thing for if they want to keep the monarchy in England. All right, okay, I'm gonna park that. I guess I'm just going to stop here. I, it's it's raining now. Uh, it's going. It's this is what they promised. Sort of a heavy, wet 
rain that will turn into snow. And it's going to be nasty. We're in for a couple of days of real nastiness here. So, uh, oh, here's something. While I went to the local Cedarbrae Mall, which is a pretty sad excuse for a mall, um, I went into um, Winners and found seven pair of socks for $12.99, men's socks. And they've got the heel, and each of them is a different color, like bright red, orange, purple, yellow, gray. Uh, I'll call this one grape. Maybe the other one was mauve. Uh, I, I am colorblind. So purple, this one, and blue with stripes. And I love it. And I find it so funny. The funniest thing is they're made in Turkey. And there's a big red warning label, keep away from fire. And I just find that was enough to make me buy them. Like, warning, hey, um, if I'm camping, I better not be wearing these socks. You know how you put your feet up on the grate by the fire? Uh, That would be nasty. Keep away from fire. That is just hilarious. These are very fashionable, by the way. This is the Soho W1, West 1, I guess, collection. Uh, very, very spiffy. I'm very, I'm delighted with these. Uh, designed in the UK, of course, me and manufactured in Turkey, but designed in the UK, a seven pack and a wonderful picture. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I'm going to post this. <laughs> I'm going to tweet my place here or whatever it is I do. And, um, yeah. I got things to do, boys and girls. I gotta, I gotta get home. I gotta get online. I gotta order this iPhone for my wife. I got stuff to do, but I'm, I'm feeling kind of happy. I, I'm, I am concerned about my balance. Yesterday, trying, just trying to get into the only cafe was so difficult. Climbing up over a snowbank. Wow, I needed something to hold on to. Uh, there's ice around our doorstep. Oh my God, Scaresville, Scaresville. All right, we're going to end there. Silliness. Scarborough Dude signing out. Uh, Listen, I'm happy. I'm happy. And beyond being happy, I'm content. I'm glad about lots of things. And that's, that's, that's fortunate. That's fortunate. I'm delighted that I'm still now married to Naoko, that she's stuck with me all this time. Um, what a wonderful woman. What an amazing woman. What a one-of-a-kind woman. My goodness. Gosh, I picked a dandy. <laughs> yeah. Scarborough dude, better sign off. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
News the World This Hour. I'm Tom Harrington. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the military will not be used to end the trucker protest in Ottawa, at least for now. The week-long demonstrations have brought much of the city's downtown core to a standstill. Police Chief Peter Slawley says they may be too much for his officers to handle. This morning, Trudeau was asked whether the federal government would send in armed forces personnel. Uh, one has to be very, very cautious before uh, deploying military in situations uh, engaging uh, Canadians. Uh, it is not something that anyone should enter in lightly. Uh, but uh, as of now, there have been no uh, requests and, uh, and that is not uh, in the cards right now. The truckers' protest in Ottawa has been going on for a week with no end in sight. Ottawa's mayor is calling on several conservative politicians to apologize for supporting the protest. Jim Watson says residents have been harassed by some of the protesters and businesses have been forced to close. But one of those conservatives, Saskatchewan MP Kevin Waugh, says there needs to be dialogue with the truckers. As a, a member from Saskatchewan, why wouldn't I talk to our people? Why wouldn't you have the conversation? What's going on in their life? Why are you upset? These people have mortgages. These people have truck loans. Come and talk to them. Don't just call them a bunch of radicals. Waugh says not one Liberal cabinet minister has come to talk to them. Meantime, the protesters say they are not going anywhere until all health restrictions are dropped. Tamara Litch is behind the GoFundMe campaign that raised millions of dollars for the protest. We will continue our protest until we see a clear plan for their elimination. Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan has taken leadership in Canada in ending restrictions and mandates in that province. Hopefully, these words will turn into long-lasting action. Two other news now. President Joe Biden says the U.S. has taken a prominent terrorist off the battlefield. Okay. The leader of ISIS Boys and girls. Uh, it is uh, Thursday, just after 3 in the afternoon, and I am at Bluffers Park once again. We had a snowfall. It's the weirdest picture. You've got all these Canada geese, every one of them lying down. I guess I'm looking at two dozen easily, just in the snow in the roadway. Like, what else can they do? And so when you drive into the park, into this boat launch area, you've got to sort of move way beyond them. Like, nobody wants to move them. I think that's the kindness of Canadians. I'm not going to make that whole flock get up and move so I can drive. I'll, I'll, I'll take the long way around them. Uh, speaking of the long way, I have just completed a, an interaction, a, trans, a transaction with Rogers, the company that I got all my internet services from, that took basically two days. I mean, I started yesterday doing the groundwork, and today, I'll give you the ending. It's a happy ending, okay? So if you, for those who like to fast forward, you know, just give me the answer, dude. What the fuck happened? I got the iPhone 11 for my wife. This is her birthday. It's her 60th birthday coming up next week. Um, I know that's not a romantic gift, but we don't do romance all that well. Uh, flowers would be nice if I can find flowers on that day. You know, a party would have been better. This is not the time of year for parties. And my wife is not the kind of person who would want a party. She's very shy, very private. So uh, anyway, the iPhone 11 is, is a good gift. It's just a much bigger screen. But my God, the hoops I had to jump through to get that. And um, <laughs> be forewarned, that's what you're going to hear about.
I, I, there's a way you can do these things. If you go into the store, trade in your old phone and get the new phone, they'll take the microchip out and, and they'll, you know, do the thing that you can do easy at home. Just put the two phones beside each other. Apple makes it really easy. I could do that. I'm, I've done it. I'm capable of doing that. The problem was, if you do it in store, there's a $50 fee. If you order the phone online, it's, there's no charge because you're doing it yourself, clearly. But what I wanted was to actually get the phone today. I didn't want it sent to me. So I thought, okay, I'll go through the whole online process, which I did. And then at the end, it'll, you know, there's an option for pick it up. Just pick it up in the store. Well, I couldn't get that option. And that's what I spent the time with online with people uh, to just make it simple. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I just want to go in and get the phone. Come home. I'll do the setup, but I don't want to pay that fifty dollar fee. Well, I'm sorry, I can't change that. And you, you know, you're dealing with uh, I live chat. You're dealing with, you know, actually telephone people. I've been through at least three people today. It took at least an hour when I went even in, into the store to get it done. Uh, they were training somebody new, and he was nice, and I felt for him. I didn't mind that at all. I sat down and waited. They did it all for me, and the $50 is going to be waived. There's there's the point of the story. I was able to talk my way out of it after everybody refused. No, sir, you have to pay the $50. I found a way by getting a good agent. And it will be, I have the, I have the number, the, um, you know, special whatever story number code. You know, there's a word for that. Uh, for when you have some sort of a, a call through. and yeah, There's a word. I, I just don't know it, okay? Sorry. I'm one of these old people. Um, that I'll just call them, and if it does show up on my bill, they'll take it off immediately, the $50. And I had the benefit of having this guy do the whole thing for me and give me back the new phone in the nice box that I can present to my wife. I just have to do a little bit of tweaking in terms of the royal, you know, the bank accounts and so on. But uh, it really took a lot of work to do that and a lot of patience. And fortunately, I had some kind people. But here is my starting point, okay? I'm getting yet another new phone. It's going to be another $30, $32 with tax. Like, Jesus, my bill is so high for Rogers already. Let me start by finding out where I can save that money so that I'm sort of just paying the same, but meanwhile, Nelco has a new iPhone 11. <sighs> I did get hold of a good agent. I explained her. She was really helpful. And I am very, very grateful that um, I made it clear. I made the message clear. Look, um, I need to save some money so that I don't have to pay for the phone. Oh, well, I can help you. And she did. By the end of it, I'm getting a better TV package with a savings of $45 a month. Like I'm I'm saving 45 off the package, which is better than the one I had. So therefore, with this $30 phone, it's only going to cost me 10, 15 bucks a month. 
No, in fact, no, it'll be less. It'll be less because the phone's only 30 and I'm saving 42, so 45. So there you go. I mean, that's the ending that I wanted. But here's the, here's the rub. Why didn't I get a better package to start with? Why did I wait? I've been paying that extra fee. And it happens every time with Rogers. Every time you complain, oh, they find something better for you. Sometimes it might cost a little more, but there's a whole lot more you're getting. Or you get a saving. But they're never. it's never proactive. You have to be the one to make noise and spend all the time on the phone and be very, very patient before you get any kind of a deal. Like you are not treated like a loyal customer. Mr. Bull, you've been a customer for 20 years. Let's see if we can reduce your bill. No, you don't get those calls. So anyway, in the end, I'm happy. Um, And I think Nelco will be happy with her phone. And I guess I maybe just close that story there because it's not really all that important. It's just, oh my God. And yet here we are You've got this magic thing in your hand that does everything. Like, whoa, you can pay bank bills. You can buy things. You can get information. You can do research. You can read a book. You can talk to people. You can post pictures. You can share pictures. You can download pictures. You can do everything in this little device that you hold in your hand. And that should be the miracle. It's the same, I think it was um, George Carlin who talked about People bitching about something, you know, having to wait in line or something and forgetting the fact that they're sitting in this aluminum tube flying through the sky at some incredible speed, you know, to the other side of the planet Earth and landing safely in a new country and yet bitching about, you know, the coffee was cold or something and not realizing how good we really have it. And that, and that in the end, is... is what counts, you know, for the amount of time I spent interacting with other humans online, on the phone, in text, in person, um, I have a wonderful product right here in my hand. So they're, they're, they're just, you've got to have that bigger picture and, and be a little bit grateful for it. Uh, the iPhone six, I was going to transfer. I thought I said it was an iPhone eight and I might've got a hundred dollars back. So an iPhone six, the guy says, no, sorry, $30. You may as well just keep it, basically, it came down to. So I've got an iPhone 6. I've got an iPhone 5. I don't know. I've got I got a lot of extra iPhones. Anybody, If anybody needs one or wants to, I'm not going to give it away. I, well, I suppose I could, but, you know, who wants an iPhone 6? <sighs> anyway, I'm sure somebody will have some advice for me on that, uh, on that count. So that's good. Listen, I, I've... I'm introducing this clip with the newscast because I can't give you an update. This podcast will be out tomorrow, Friday, and I won't know what the outcome is for this trucker convoy that's uh, not going anywhere in Ottawa. So I've given you the latest newscast as of today, as of Thursday, uh, February the uh, 3rd. There you are. If you're Canadian... And you're listening to this, who knows when, you'll know what's happened. I don't think the army is going to come in. I hope that's not going to come to that. Um, but, boy, I would like to see tickets. I'd like to see the license plates taken of all these trucks. I'd like to f- see fines added that maybe go back to the company. I'd like to see this GoFundMe, some of it go towards the Ottawa costs, you know. 
Um, I just think, oh, I don't know how else could it have been handled. It's pretty hard when you got a people. And the problem, of course, was the other elements that are in with this group. This just wasn't truckers saying, hey, you know, help us make a living. This went way beyond that. So uh, let's just leave it there. Um, I hope you appreciate Adam's clip at the end of this. This is from 2006. And Adam knew more then than I know now. I'm still working on it. Uh, Now, who knows? He may have regressed in that time. I can't say. I haven't listened to his latest podcast, uh, which I have here. Um, What's it called, anyway? You know the one that Adam Greatrix does. Transpondency, suburban transpondency. Um, So tune that in if you're looking for something a little different. And uh, there you go. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to close off now. I think this is done. (sighs) Sort of happy about the... uh, Yeah, I, I am. In the end, the point was, what is it you want? What do you have to do to get it? I want a new iPhone for my wife. I don't want to increase my bill. And beyond that, I got my bill, monthly bill will be decreased slightly. So this is good. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Sounding, oh, okay, la- final point. When I showed up at this Rogers store at Gerard and Victoria Park, the door was locked. And I look inside, I see the lights on, people there. A guy opens the door, and I said, you know, this is unusual. How, how come the door's locked? Um, sir, would you mind, could you just lower your mask and look up at that camera? Wow. I've never had that. In Canada, I've never had that before. Maybe people are taking pictures, but I had the mask at the door. I had to drop my mask so they could see my face, and then he let me in. Now, other people, it didn't happen to everybody going in. Uh, there were a lot of old people, and there were people like, you know, my my daughter or my granddaughter did something to my phone, and now it doesn't work. I, I, can you help me? And he just hands the phone over to a clerk. And I guess they got a lot of those. Another guy came in wearing shorts, winter boots and shorts, looking a little strange. They, my phone doesn't work. They took my phone. My, my phone, they've cut me off. I, I phoned three times and now they cut me off. I need, I, I need a phone. I don't have a cell phone. I need my phone back. There are those kind of people. And I, the reason I'm getting, here's the final end to this story, and I think this is important. The reason I'm getting that $50 was reversed because they made a note that this customer, Ken Bull, uh, attached to this phone number, is old and is not computer savvy or not tech savvy, something like that. Now, I didn't know that's what she wrote. Until I got on the next person, and the next person read it out loud to me and said, Yes, sir, you just here's the number. You will get your money back. It says here. And she read what they've written. So I kind of, they couldn't find another way to reverse this. There's company policies. If I go in the store and get that phone, I have to pay $50. That phone, that charge, I don't have to do it in the store. It just shows up on my bill. 
And they put that in as a way, and I imagine this is a way so that they can't fight any discrimination fees against old people who can't transfer a chip out of one phone into another because the people coming into that store clearly were not able to do that. When a guy hands a phone and says, my daughter did something, all, all I want to do is make a phone call and it doesn't work now. Um, who knows what, what happened there. Um, but I'm getting a pass. I'm getting that $50 reversed because I played the old I don't know what I'm doing card. Now, I didn't say that myself, but that was her way of getting a pass through the Rogers system that insists on charging that $50. Okay, so here's the the loophole. So I'm sharing that with you. Um, I don't think any of my younger friends should try that. But the point being, thank God I am not that person yet. I can work the phone. Um, I know what I'm doing. I am able to transfer one phone to another, and I am able to get what I want through just a lot of talking. God damn, eh? I've taken an awful lot of your time, but hey, that's only a fraction of the time I spent with Roger's people today. So, uh, Scarborough dude. Sorry if this went a little long, but I wanted to share Adam's wonderful clip. Scarborough dude signing off from Bluffers Park. I got to go home and uh, now finalize fixing up my wife's phone so I can hand her today and say happy birthday, dear. No, I don't say dear. We don't say that. We say, oh, oh, oh. That's what we say. <laughs> that means good morning. And the full one is, it's a little formal. I don't have to do the gozaimas, the polite form. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm happy. I, 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 the day ended the way it was supposed to end. All right. That's what you get. And sometimes you just have to really work at it. You got to really work at it to get what you want the way you want it. Jesus. Scarborough dude. Bell, bell, bell. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, Scarborough dude. This is Professor Best Testes of Two Men with Foreskin. Or if you uh, prefer, it's Adam from transponsy.com uh, like to send you uh, this audio comment uh, before you hit your big 60 and uh, disappear for a while so uh, right now you can hear the ambient noise from the background there I'm in Tynehead Park in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada this gorgeous huge massive forest land and walking trails and dog park areas uh, right behind where I live in my neighborhood and I rarely come here but I made a special trip after work today um, to come down and record this for you I've been meaning to send you stuff but uh, uh, I usually listen to your podcast while I'm at work and I have all these great insights and ideas and and um, things I would like to, to share but by the time I get home, you know, you just want to crash. So I'm making special effort um, and, uh, and hoping to get something out and not ramble like I am. Enlightenment. Wow. Now, for, for me, I mean, I've only been on this planet for a quarter of a century. But I'd like to think I am have a little bit of insight into enlightenment, or at least uh, my own take on it. 
And uh, I used this metaphor when I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who became a born-again Christian after being, uh, you know, fiercely atheist. And uh, all of a sudden she was telling me that she was praying for me that I'll find salvation and whatnot. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm the one that was trying to uh, explain spirituality to you. And, and now you're coming back at me like I'm lost? I don't feel lost. I feel like I'm going in a direction. So I came up with this, this metaphor on the spot. This idea that when we're born, you know, we're born onto this, like, this massive land where there's, uh, you know, just like this forest, there's trees and, and creeks and, and hills and, and there's, there's paths. But the entire land is covered in darkness. And all we have to guide us from one point to the, the other, the, the goal, the, the nirvana, the, the enlightenment, the salvation, the paradise, or whatever you like to call it, you know, traveling from birth to death in this world of darkness, all we have is, is our internal compass, um, which is always pointing toward the goal, this place of, of uh, enlightenment. It's always pointing in that direction. But we're surrounded by darkness, and it's hard to trust your inner compass when um, you're so unsure of, of where you are in the grand scheme of, of this landscape. And the only other tool we have is a flashlight that doesn't work. And once in a while, if you bang on the, on the flashlight, it sends out a, a, an illumination. And for a, a, a brief moment, you get to glimpse your surroundings and try to figure out where you are in uh, in your your journey to paradise or whatever so we get very few glimpses Ooh, a little bit of wind going on we get very damn it ah. we get very few glimpses in, as to where we are in relation to uh, to our destination so, um, a lot of people, like, you, you rely on the guidance of others. You know, there's always somebody that thinks that they know the, the direction, that their compass, you know, they claim is stronger. But really, you've got to trust, trust yourself. And the act of seeking this enlightenment, going on this journey, I think is the most important because whether you get to that to the end, whether you have gained some kind of special knowledge of the universe, you know, I don't think all that matters. I think it's the experiences that matter, the journey. I think that is the most important thing. And whatever the afterlife is, you know, I like to believe that, uh, you know, there, there's like a collective consciousness, and that when we die, we join back into this collective consciousness as what energy, spirit, whatever. And we share with the collective our experiences during our time on, on Earth as, as humans or, or living creatures. And I, I think this it's constant um, cycle of gaining wisdom. The whole idea of reincarnation being, you know, if you screw up, 
and you come back as something less than what you were, uh, or say you, you come back as yourself again, to li relive that life, to try to better yourself, maybe it's a cycle of, of just repeating your life over and over and over until you get it right, I don't know. But the whole, you know, maybe the concept of deja vu is, uh, is you get a glimpse of that past life, I don't know. But it's all about gaining wisdom. And it's never about crossing the finish line. You know, some people drink the magic Kool-Aid and uh, thinking that they've crossed the finish line before everybody else. I don't necessarily think that's a priority. So, I think, I think it's good to quit, especially while you're ahead. And, uh, you know, kick back, you know, focus on new things. And then uh, when you join us back in the fall, you'll have that much more gusto. I think you'll be, you'll be that much more wiser. All that reflection. I don't know, I'm rambling. This isn't working out the way I always planned it. <laughs> Nothing ever goes as planned. I never know what I'm going to say. Like on my podcasts, never know what's going to happen. And it keeps it interesting. I can never go by script. I don't... That's not how I live my life. I don't live my life by script. I take what comes. Find new directions. And oftentimes, I find that uh, whatever direction I end up going, you know, it's not necessarily even if it's uh, the right direction or not. It's the direction. This is where my life is. This, this is it. It's the moment. It's whatever's happening now. And uh, it, it's hard, especially when you're planning for the future or taking stock of the past. It's, it's hard really to get a clear footing on where the moment is sometimes. Because th that's all it is, life. I think enlightenment is just having harmony with nature. Not cooperating. Shh, quiet. I'm trying to talk. Uh, I think enlightenment is harmony with with time and space, and knowing that where you are and what you're doing, what you're feeling at the moment, is all that's important. So, wherever you go and whatever you do during your time off, I mean that's the right direction, and whatever you can learn. Whatever mistakes you make, I mean, it, it's all part of gaining wisdom. And that, above all, is wonderful. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this is getting really long. Um, I've been following you and your podcast since you contacted me. And uh, I thank you for that uh, because I feel enriched by listening to your show. Uh, it's made me see things in a different perspective. Um, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? So, thank you. Good luck in the future. And I can't wait for you to come back to us in the fall. So, this is Adam from Surrey. Signing off.